right. You know what day it is. Thursday, August 10th. A grim milestone that will live in infamy. Now hung around my neck forever. That's right. It's my birthday. To live and turn 40 in L.A. R.I.P. to the other great William of our era, William Friedkin. But no, I couldn't imagine anywhere better than spending my birthday than in the same room with the boys recording a show. We're doing it. Fellas, let's get into it. Let's do it. We've got plenty to talk about today. Uh, I'm saving. I mean, most of the episode is going to be the Eric Adams article because we've been talking about this. God bless him. If not for Eric Adams and the Ron DeSantis campaign, we would be stuck in a fucking rut right now. Yeah, we we would we would like be in a Bitcoin mining cave in (laughs) Kyrgyzstan or something. God bless those guys. I mean, if not for DeSantis, we could try like the no jumper strategy. (laughs) We could just get like girls we know on and ask them what their body count is. And well, that I mean, part of it. The other, like, someone, let's say it would be a drawing straws situation (laughs) for all engaged and otherwise betrothed members of the show. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most extreme case of like, well, shitty news cycle. What are we going to (laughs) do? Like, it's. Somebody going to have to fuck my wife. I know that, like, he's allegedly done a lot of bad stuff, but it's hard. In the same way that, like, an American soldier would, there's certain things that he would only understand about a Nazi soldier, you know? with It's like, that's him doing that, him having that guy fuck his wife and then doing all the content about it. That's his version of, like, holy fuck, like, Congress isn't even in session. <laughs> like, we just did a movie episode. <laughs> like, like, that's his version of that. Are you strong enough to fuck my wife? A <laughs> um, lot going on. Um, now, uh, I guess uh, Trump calling Chris Christie a fat pig. He didn't call him a fat oh, pig. Oh, he did not call, he did Excuse not call me, him sir. a fat pig. He very, very carefully said, don't call him a fat pig. Yeah. He can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? Sort of a repeat of um, when he told someone in the crowd in 2016 not to call Ted Cruz a pussy. It's a classic move that he have. I do like, though, that even there, in that little sound bit during that rally, he still started with, uh, Chris Christie uh, can't be here, he's eating. Mm. <laughs> it's really, it's a great move. Many have pointed this out, but like, you know one fat guy to another yeah is it's classic yeah. right probably a, a, a negligible like low double digit pound differential between well, the two will and i were talking about this there is a significant there's one significant difference yeah and that, that is they it's are the dividing on, line they are on different sides of the belt equator yep yeah there's, there yeah. are fat guys who can keep their belt under their gut and then there are Fat guys who have to give up, They've given and put up the belt over the gut, and that is the, those are the fat guys. For the guys under the belt, anyone with the belt, the belt over the uh, gut, you fucking pig, you fatso. And so Trump, who is very much under the belt with the long tie leaning forward, <laughs> he can look at Chris Christie and be like, disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like the, the 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 very distinct Trump standing style. Yes, where he's like his torso is always leaned forward. That's just like, like to take pressure off the belt yep. digging into your into your gut. I can't wait for the the uh, age of piracy to return, and like there's a mega pirate ship with a Trump gracefully carved <laughs> in the front of it. <laughs> 
leaning <laughs> over the bow, yeah, like a Trump mermaid at the <laughs> but, front of the. But with gorgeous, HMS Kofifi, but, yeah. but with gorgeous tits, big old titties, when he, big old jugs, bra. Yeah. When he takes his belt off, like the red line around his waist has to look like a bas relief. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the uh, the world of political news, there was a, a a bit of a bit of good news. The Ohio amendment that was all about abortion was massacred, <sighs> and it was a pretty impressive. It was amazing thing. So what the reason this happened is that. There is coming up in November a there's uh, going to be a ballot there's going to be a ballot initiative about protecting abortion rights in Ohio, and the Republicans have seen the numbers and they think they know they yeah. will lose that, and so what they thought they could do is <laughs> yeah. just like call a middle of the summer snap election and they put this whole thing together in like a couple weeks right and yeah. the, with and they were going to change the requirements to change the constitution so it would it would need sixty and they thought very they thought they thought they were thinking and the thought was. <laughs> Hey, if we do this fast, nobody will notice. Only our people will show up. But they they have not reckoned with they the post. They have not reckoned with it. No. no. Liberals cannot wait to vote. <laughs> yeah. They're the most motivated people on earth. They will show up for anything, and they will destroy you at the drop of a hat. Not even liberals. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, you got are... the fact that, like, this is just something that is ambiently unpopular yeah. or, or abortion restrictions are not popular regardless of other political vin- opinions. And yet that is an important thing that they, um, the, their whole strategy with this was we're going to do it very quickly. Um, operating on another bad assumption, which is that low turnout always benefits. Them. Right. Yeah. It's flip baby. No, yeah. we're, uh, we're through the looking glass. Low turnout helps Democrats now. Yeah, no, the Kamala coefficient, we'll call it. <laughs> but uh, the homework caucus, yes. In. But they, um, they, they, uh, they're post mortem on it. That's this is my favorite thing to look at now. I told you about how I watched that guy, that Team Mitch guy, <laughs> yeah. my favorite mutual follower, the uh, the basically the consigliere of Team Mitch. Um, he's a, like he's a freaking, he's a freaking his, rhino, his, Felix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, um. They every time they do something like this and they're you always know what the strategy is beforehand. This time it was we're going to do it really quickly. No one's going to know what this is. Low turnout, et cetera, et cetera. Their explanation for why they lost this time was, oh, we didn't have enough time to, <laughs> yeah. to get our no, is it, we didn't have enough time to get our message out. And I read the Wall Street Journal this morning and they had like an op they had an editorial piece that was like, you know, this is a you know, this is a wake up call to the pro-life movement or whatever. And they were like. Um, they haven't quite found. They were like Republicans are going to need to find a message that resonates with voters about abortion. It's like, well, I can think of one. It's called it's legal. That <laughs> resonates with voters. And they said otherwise, we could face a situation in which the voters impose their will on the country. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I guess I mean we talked about this a lot. But like, I mean, this is another thing. Ohio is a state that Trump won by how many? Like eight points or something yeah, like big, that. Big win. Uh, this amendment f- lost by fourteen points. Yeah, which is a massacre. And the thing is, like. With the, with the Dobbs decision, they are the dog that has caught the car. Yeah, and they got their they got their jaw on the bumper, and then they're like, "What do we do now?" I gotta yeah. say, like people made fun of liberals for saying, "Well, they'd never get rid of abortion because it would fuck them." Yeah, they were right that it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's the consequence of well, if you have a if your power rests in something like the Supreme Court, and it is that compartmentalized from politics. You, you fill it with enough true believers and you win long enough, you're going to just get your thing you want, whether it helps you in the in the electoral realm or not. Yeah. And 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 it's just also it's the problem with uh, culture war with yeah. with with litigating culture war from the right is you're always going to have to up the ante. And 
over a long enough timeline, you do actually have to do something. Yeah. You do actually have to do something that is going to affect, uh, affect people that actually will sometimes vote for you, sometimes vote against you. I, I've always hated the prognostications where it's like, is this the end of the Republican yeah. Party? I remember there was one of those um, two years before the 2010 midterm, yep. honestly, <laughs> because because uh, the last Northeastern Rockefeller Republicans lost. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I won't say that. I think that it's just, you know, idiotic. This country is too divided to even even if the party changes in some ways or something, there's always going to be a voice for like the 40 percent of the country that yeah. thinks that they um have to go rescue Winston Churchill from Tron to fight the pedophiles. <laughs> but, but like they are in this impossible position where it's like, okay, well your only move here to be an actual national party and to get back the same calculus of 1992 to 2022 of midterms where you are just the default situation is you own the house and you're favored in the Senate. The only way to get that back would be to roll back an abortion but can you do that without like i don't know 30 or 40 percent of your party completely rebelling yeah. and having just as bad results just in a different way yeah i mean i, I say it's the dog that caught the car moment because catching the car in in this like like the Dobbs decision what that did is it brought into stark relief and there's no getting around the fact that like the republican party they're like the, the people who want abortion to be illegal in this country are 30% of the country mm -hmm. and 70% of us are the rest of it. And before Dobbs, the media and everyone else was happy to pretend that it was basically 50, 50. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it brutally completely is not the that case. Yeah. And you're seeing that in States like Kansas, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Kentucky. Like yeah. these are, you know, uh, for, somewhat red or very red States. And on this issue, like now that they've caught the car, they have to own the fact that they are a total minority in this country and it's going to be harder and harder to pretend that the, that the situation is anything other than what it is. Well, abortion is like it, it's like a relic of the past in some ways, because it's one of the last things where we have something close to consensus majority reality on. Yeah, it's you know, people talked about how surprising the Kansas referendum was. But Kansas, to a lot of people who you know closely follow the issue, wasn't that surprising because there has historically been a pretty vibrant pro-life side in Can or pro-choice side, sorry, in Kansas. And normal, like in 2016 and presidential elections and midterms, that like doesn't matter. Issue, yeah, does, yeah. issue polling doesn't matter, et cetera, et cetera. There's two, you know, every, every, everyone is divided. These states are always going to break in a certain way, but because this is an issue that escapes the um, breakdown of everything else, it still has salience in a way that single issues would have had, you know, 40 or 50 years ago. What do you do here? What the fuck do you do uh, here? If you're them? they are really struggling, like at the national level, it seems like with the consensus position among the Democrat, the Republicans, for example, running for president is to say it's up to the States. We're not going to pursue any federal legislation except for Mike Pence, of course. Yeah, but right. like they, they said, like it's a state issue. That's when they all assumed that the states would vote who make it illegal. I mean, well, the thing is, like, what they're hope for is that that can, in the federal level, subdue it as a salient issue for voters. Like, they might not think, they might not directly relate, like the the availability of abortion in their state, for example, to who becomes president if they're able mm -hmm. to yeah. like push forward with this. It's it's not a state concern, but you know the problem for them is that 
that only works if you can uh, make that a vowel and then tack somewhere else and talk about something else. And this Republican Party is incapable of doing the one thing that it would need to do to stay viable in the near term, talk about bread and butter economic issues. Right. You can't do it. This party is not built to do that thing. And and it's not like it's not like um let's use another set of Republican policies, for example. Like the Rick Scott economic agenda, right? Like that thing is wholly unpopular. You need to sort of do it covertly. You can't even, uh, you can't even say it's your agenda. Right. You can't <laughs> say it's your agenda unless you're Rick Scott. Yeah. Um <laughs> But you 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 have the advantage of like at least knowing that even your voters don't want it, right? Yeah. Abortion, it's almost worse for them that a third of their voters want it. Yeah, because they really won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, and you can't roll back. Yeah. Without pissing off this gigantic portion of your party. Yeah. And yes, a lot of those people are in deep red states, but enough of them are in places that that are you know, swing congressional districts or whatever, that it actually does present a real problem and would put up, put seats and even governorships and everything else into question that they previously would not even have to think about. And hilariously, the only person on earth who could hypothetically thread this needle at the presidential level is the most indicted man on the planet, Donald Trump. Yes. (laughs) It's like, it's just, you couldn't ask for a better situation from the the, the Republicans here. Because like Trump does hold the possibility because, you know, in his personality, he can bulldoze everything and like white get abortion. What's that? Who cares? But he is also indicted every day. And it's amazing. It's amazing situation. Trump could, he could do one of two things, right? He could either like pass something that's like a version of Roe v. Wade, but like, I don't know, there's some Obamacare uh, provision where you can only get abortions from like this one Republican donor who's (laughs) who's like, who's connected to Falun Gong. (laughs) But it's still like, it's basically like re-enshrining Roe v. Wade constitutionally in this weird fucked up way. But he would go out and say, like, we got rid of it. Yeah. We finally got rid it's of Roe v. Wade. And, and then, everyone would believe what they wanted to believe. Yeah. Even the 30%, even even the Ralph Reed types would go like, okay. He yeah, did exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. But or he could go in the other direction and be like, I saved abortion. And that would still galvanize the liberal side, but it would unite the Republican side like enough. But yeah, he's I mean good luck yeah good luck with all of it it's 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 it's, a, it's fascinating too because trump has gone on the record saying this is a mistake the Dobbs was a bad idea this is gonna hurt hurt you and if it had been up to him he would have not ruled that way but it was his appointments that made the fucking ruling like he did not do some long-term machiavellian scre- uh, uh, scheme to get like pro- secretly pro-life guys on there everybody that they gave him every name on that list and they get them in there they're gonna fucking overturn roe and even though he didn't want that to happen, and now he has to run with Dobbs on his fucking shoulders, he's the one who made it happen. Pragmatic, like, pro-Trumpers, like the type you only see online, like tr- people on Trump's side who aren't, uh, like, as anti-choice zealots as some of the others in the party are, they, with everything with Trump, including, like, abortion issues and foreign policy especially, they talk about Trump like they talked about uh, Tommy Tommy Robinson, the the great white hope. He's such a great talent, but he just surrounds himself with such bad people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that, that's 
most of what you like do John, is like John Morant. Yeah, yeah. Another, another yeah. August tenth birthday, by the way. Yeah. I just found that out today. But John, if you're listening, uh, let's let's party. I can, I can think of at least one fun thing we could do together. I, I gotta say, put it not not being able to uh, not put yourself on Instagram holding a gun is very Leo uh, behavior. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I love yeah. being the center of attention. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is like a totally totally off topic, but uh, this is this is a guy Felix that you introduced me to. So I woke up this morning, you know, staring down the barrel of middle age. What did I do? Well, I do what any normal person does in an existential crisis like that. I scrolled the account of Gunther on Twitter, <laughs> and I just wanted to see what Balk- what country in the Balkans is Gunther in today, where he's in like the middle of like a big downtown urban area, and he's like doing like a soy face or an, an upset face because he's like Croatia's position on the Bosnian issue vis-a-vis the EU makes me sick. Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> tons like, of vomit emojis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be like, be like, I'm so happy to be in uh, I don't know Slovenia. Like it's a much better than my country, Austria, which supports <laughs> Russia. Yeah. Uh, my favorite. I can't thing, wait to live here. My favorite thing he does is like whenever he really doesn't like a country, no matter the size or no matter if it's been unified for like 4,000 years, he's like, we need to break it up into 58 <laughs> countries. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and I get why you would look at that on your foot. Like, ever, yeah. I worry about getting I older all the time. I just like, this is 40. Right, exactly. Right, because it's like if you can, if you Gunther is what like fifty two. We should say who this guy is, by the way. We've talked about, We've talked about Gunther. Gunther. Gunther is a he, he's an Austrian man who's a big fan of NATO and the EU, and he's sort of like a traveling sideshow where he just basically goes to European countries and harangues nobody through his Twitter account that they should be more pro NATO and more anti Russia. Yeah, and he, he being a NATO member. Would it shock you? Is not enough. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very enthusiastic man. Like a lot of a lot of Atlanticists, there's like a very gross like callousness towards the idea of nuclear war, and like you know, oh, who who cares that uh, Lithuania broke the Jew killing record? <laughs> you know all the. But with Gunther, it's like I can never get mad at him. He's just so delightful. He, you know what he did before this is he was in, he was an activist trying to get Austria on flat tax. <laughs> <laughs> Austrian economics, you know, you know, what's wild about him is that I think you could make an argument that Guther Frelinghausen, whatever the fuck his name is, is literally Hitler. Like, think about it. Yes. Like, if Hitler was born when Gunther was born, in like post-war uh, Europe, what would Hitler do? How would he act? How would he try to reunite Germany into a world-bespanning empire that would destroy the, the godless Slavs in the West or in the East and get Lebensraum? What would he do? He would take soy faces and try to like guilt trip people into joining NATO. He would not. <laughs> he would. He wouldn't do anti-Semitism. He wouldn't do concentration camps. He would just do uh, OMG. You're so pretty, Bulgaria. Please get more fucking Esotech missiles. <laughs> Does it? Is that is the ultimate victory of nurture over nature? Yes. Then it's like. If that really is Hitler reincarnated, <laughs> it's like, well, you're a lot nicer than I remember. He's even I Austrian, love you. for God's sake. Yeah. He's Austrian, yeah. Yeah. And he's disappointed. Like, Austria isn't doing enough. It's got to be Germany headquartering this new <laughs> European uh, empire. Uh, speaking of not doing enough, Matt, before Felix got over here, we were talking about how the uh, the Times and the Post is covering the, the war in Ukraine. And oh, it's just boy. Like, they're like... <laughs> You know, like uh, the mood darkens as yeah, <laughs> the counteroffensive stalls. stalls out. And then you told me that the only country 
that has enough artillery shells to keep supplying this fucking war is North Korea. Yes, because everyone else is like artillery. That's some 20th century bullshit. We're all on drones and the fucking uh, aircraft and stuff. And because this is just this ground and pound, uh, literally like Verdun style yeah. artillery yeah. conflict, because nobody has any ability, as we've seen with the uh, Ukrainians, to do like ad- offensive warfare. They've used basically every artillery shell that exists in either arsenal. And the only people still making in large numbers artillery shells are fucking North Koreans because they have that wall of guns aimed at Seoul. That's their real deterrent way more than the nukes from getting invaded. North Korea is the uh, it's the RE4 merchant. He always has resources. Got some good things to sell, stranger. (laughs) It would be funny, though, if like (laughs) the Ukraine war just keeps going and like North Korea surpasses South Korean GDP on the strength of (laughs) artillery. I'm so glad you got into uh, Resident Evil 4 because I I was just trying to think of uh, that guy, Richard Henania, and who he reminds me of. And like, it's that thing where he looks like an old man and a baby at the same time. It's Salazar. It's he Salazar. Mr. Kennedy, (laughs) your IQ is not high enough to be in the first world. Mr. Kennedy, you're an extra in my script. Have you noticed that shoplifters never steal sunscreen? (laughs) But um, the the Ukraine thing, um, I am reminded of six months ago when anyone, if you were like, okay, like the prognosis for like the next year of this war looks really bad, looks like World War One-esque, you know? If it didn't already, if you didn't already think that, that there were just these terrible, costly battles where the lines move six millimeters and it's there are 10,000 people die in a minute. 10,000 people fucking die and they're like just playing hot potato with like a playground (laughs) and like just fucking terrible beyond belief. But like six months ago, if you were like, well, like. I mean, I'm not saying like give all of Ukraine to Russia, but like, shouldn't we, we should really like push for negotiations so this doesn't happen. Yeah. And the automatic response to that was like, oh, so you want Ukraine to lose? Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you say now? If you're, if you were one of those people, what the fuck do you say now? Like winning was not an option. Uh, And like, this is winning for Ukraine right now. And it's, there is no morality on the side of, putting any more fucking weapons into this thing and there never was but at this point it is just obvious that this is just a fucking kill a feel just a place to throw money down a pit and get people killed yeah yeah and it just like it it reminded me almost of when in, in 2007 if you had a negative prognosis of the occupation of iraq you were rooting for it to fail yes if you thought this was happening you were rooting for russia and thought what the like their invasion was completely right yeah i but, was rooting for it to fail <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. I, I mean rooting for the occupation fell was the moral position yeah, yeah. the yeah. other yeah. argument yeah. was you have to listen to ukrainian voices <laughs> yeah it's like excuse me they're asking for the weapons well shit i'm sure they're the only people who would fucking take the put their hand out if we were just giving away unlimited I'll take any motherfuckers cluster bombs if they're giving it away <laughs> as you said about I'm sure Armenia yeah. would like some fucking yeah. US made weapons yeah, <laughs> yeah. they love some cluster bombs yeah. good lord but um, I mean I guess that this we're seeing the solution to the Ukrainian conflict which is what what yeah. who what uh no <laughs> new, no, new no, phone yeah. who does yeah. They're, yeah. they're just like every couple months like oh uh 700 000 ukrainians are destroyed and uh yeah the screen do- screen door offensive 
and uh, then you just forget about it for another two months. Imagine you're okay. Imagine like you're a Ukrainian soldier, like you know, on the front lines, and you know, it's, the mood has darkened. Yeah. Well, the mood is sure to pick up. Morale is certain to get a huge boost when you finally, when news reaches the front that sloppy Chris Christie <laughs> took the surprise visit to Kiev and presented President Zelensky with signed Bon Jovi merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, like, I, I said this to you last night, and you were like, I never really thought about it, but like, not even the boss. Not Springsteen. Not Springsteen. You're coming to a war-torn country, and you're like, I'm going to bring the fruits of New Jersey culture and you're yeah. like, here are the signed lyrics to It's My Life by <laughs> Not Bunny even Obi. one of his classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even like Bad Medicine or Wanted, or wanted Dead, yeah, or Dead or Alive. Some bullshit from when he cut his hair and he was doing <laughs> yeah. like glam it's rock. It's my like, life. Like electronic. What the fuck, man? Not only do they get like the pop culture equivalents of this, every politician that visits them is the Super Bowl loser. <laughs> everyone, everyone has always made fun of how, like, you know, um, like the New England Patriots undefeated season Super Bowl champion shirts get sent to whatever impoverished. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. But Ukraine has been getting the human versions of that. <laughs> like Boris Johnson in his last week. Yeah, Chris as he was, Christie. As he was going down the train. Yeah. Or not. I even, think he's even been back since he was not DM anymore. Yeah. He yeah. just likes it there. <laughs> yeah. He's, it, he's knocking up women. He's they, having some more kids. They get the most loser politicians. Like, I mean, it, it's even been downgraded. Like, it started with Super Dude, Bowl Taiwan loser. got Pelosi. Yeah, <laughs> right. The they got. Did they get Brandon? Brandon went to Ukraine early, right? I think he did. Uh, I what, think are Brandon, the, I'm sure. what are the logistics of that? Didn't Biden take a secret train to you? Secret train to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking this up. I think he did. I think he took a quickie trip to Ukraine. But that just, was early. Just it's like, been a while. Just like Lenin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sealed train the to the kid, The station. other killer of neoliberalism. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, I. Um, it started off. Yeah, he, like went, they, he went in February. A year ago, they were getting Super Bowl losers, and now they're getting like people who didn't even make the playoffs, like Chris Christie. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it is like if you had, I don't know, the uh if you you were like haiti needs help we're sending a real we're sending a uso show headlined by jake Plummer of the arizona cardinals <laughs> i just, just imagine you're fucking Zelinsky and you're in your office and you just put down the phone because they said yeah like an entire battalion just got eaten by a sinkhole like the baba yaga is here now and he's possessing yeah. our generals and then you turn and then Chris Christie waddles in and said, hi, I just took time away from my busy schedule of having Donald Trump chase me around with a wet towel <laughs> <laughs> to give you this Bon Jovi shit I stole from Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, the, the other the other the other great news story that I want to talk about uh, before we get into this, this mega Eric Adams article <laughs> is we, we got to talk about uh, <laughs> That dude in Utah who got himself <laughs> airholed yeah, by the FBI, yeah. and that like you had the you said that boomers are door dashing super suicide yeah. by cop to their house. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, saw his post and I was like, next to the Aubrey McClendon driving a Ferrari yeah, into yeah. a concrete divider at 180 miles an hour. This is the coolest way Absolutely. to commit suicide. Yeah, and the easiest. <laughs> yeah, like, like you don't have to leave your house. Suicide by cop. You used to have to like act erratically in your front yard, wave a gun around, wait for the, your neighbors to call the cops. Nope. You just sit at your computer and just go, uh, I'm going to kill Joe Biden. 
if the FBI shows up, I'm going to kill them. And then just watch an episode of NCIS and then the doorbell rings and they blow your brains out. <laughs> and it's like, I, I've seen the reactions to this and they were like, they killed a 70 year old man for tweeting. And I was like, or po doing posts. And I was like, well, the posts were, I'm going to murder the president and here is the gun. I'm going to do it. With. My favorite, my favorite post he made was like, I am going to make, it was something like, I am going to make Utah sniper history. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he thought he, like after I shoot. tradition of Utah snipers. Yeah. Like after I do this, after I fucking red mist Brandon, they're putting me in the Utah sniper <laughs> hall of fame. And it just, like, it, 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 it. Next to the guy who shot Gary Gilmore from three feet away. Utah does do execution by firing yep. squad. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, it's like. How else do you think that goes? <laughs> like, I know, he was saying he was saying like time to get my ghillie suit. Yeah, and he had a ghillie suit. <laughs> and but then you look at the pictures of him and he's oh just my this God. Ref that, melting refrigerator. That, I, like, okay, I saw the Facebook post and of course in in my mind's eye and my imagination I was thinking like you know Chris Kyle. I was thinking some grizzled sniper. He's like I'm yeah. I'm dusting off the M24 fucking carbine and I'm put the hat backwards I'm gonna, I'm gonna canoe this fucking communist bastard and then i saw a photo of him and i was like come on man come yeah on, your fighting days are behind you dude i honestly like, think that's why he did it yeah, this yeah way. of course yeah Cause yeah he's like because now he I, now he is in valhalla exactly he's absolutely but in valhalla because like, obviously the thing to do is actually try to kill the president <laughs> but he looked in the mirror and he's like this is not happening <laughs> yeah i'm not getting down on my knees to do a, a shipers sniper shot if I just have the cops come and kill me, I go to Valhalla anyway, and I don't murdered. have to. You get to go I out on your own terms. Get sweaty. I don't have to inevitably fail. Like he didn't believe in his own ability to do it. <laughs> so just get to the end where they shoot me. I don't. I get to skip all the annoying parts where I get sweaty. Yeah, think about how bad his life was leading. Like, yeah, of like, course. Like, like not his entire life. His entire life was probably fine, but like. It's like think about the pressure his bladder was. Oh under. my god, he How is getting up a week or a minute, thirty times a night. He's getting up to squeeze out a fucking yeah. cubic millimeter of piss, and it's just like at that point, it's almost like Tessio. It's like if I do this, <laughs> if I go out this way, like if I go out this way, it's like there there will at least be like one conservative GoFundMe that gets to my family, right? Yeah, you know. The rest of them are probably fraudulent, but there's yeah. going to be at least one like my, you know, someone, one grandkid is going to get $10,000. This is worth it. Yeah, I I do. I don't know how you square the position of like, I mean, first of all, I love the I did see people framing it like the FBI agents. It's not just that they like, you know, they love the idea of just killing anyone just fucking That's evaporating true. anyone <laughs> they do love and, and, yeah. but like the idea that these are like biden shooters <laughs> they're, they're like what the fuck did you say about brandon <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna slide yeah we're, we're sliding for brandon <laughs> they treated it like it was like a shy like a war in chirac academic series in 2014 where it's like you know they're yeah, dissing, the branded shooters were op hunting they're dissing my homie <laughs> they got to go but it, but it, it's like how do you square the position of like if you steal if you steal like a fucking Swiffer wet jet you should be shot nine hundred <laughs> yeah, times right. and you broke the law yeah <laughs> and this like they should have we needed a mental health coach for this guy <laughs> like how do you square well, that? Why don't we have a social worker intervene for this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta remember though we, we need have, community policing of this guy. <laughs> we need remember the new definition of free speech. 
where yeah. Trump did free speech and yeah. saying, hey, I'm freely asking you to find electors to overturn this election. And he did free speech by saying, I'm going to kill the president with this gun that I own. Same thing. That is speech. I hope that like that it, that's another like the court goes to, too far in, you know, a, a rogue conservative judge goes too far, gives them what they want. And just like every retroactively, no one has ever been convicted on conspiracy. <laughs> like you, just, everyone gets. I, out. I thought I thought they were going to go too far, and we can do death threats for fun again. Yeah, <laughs> I was also seeing people comparing it to when Kathy Griffith held up the seven oh, right. head yeah. of Trump yeah. and scared uh, scared uh, Baron, scared young Baron who thought it was real. <laughs> he was six foot four at the time. <laughs> thought that was real. And that did just give me the image of like the FBI HRT showing up and just blowing away Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> just emptying clips. She's this just is easy. We, we are go for breach. <laughs> just battering ram down the door. Hit her with a tactical shotgun with, a, <laughs> with Kat- explosive rounds. Kathy Griffin just like it's like when Goldie Hawn gets shot with the shotgun and death becomes yeah, her. Just, she's got the- <laughs> <laughs> and she still uh, hosts fashion police like that. Right? I have a hole in my stomach. It, yeah, I um, I I like uh. So yeah, you point out that uh, Baron was six four during that. I like the alternative history of that galvanizing him to become the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like his heart died that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to make you pay for what you did. <laughs> uh, Jared was playing with his toy, so he stuck his face in the fire. <laughs> in Trump's second term, we'll get Baron Strong. <laughs> I can heal. Who's the liberal Oberyn Martell who, who would like poison him? Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Yes, Hunter Biden. Yes, Hunter yes. Biden. Horny, oh pansexual. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got a spear yeah, with like uh, pure cocaine on the tip of it. Yeah, we he, got it. He's with, it out. with that Jewish girl who got Shalom tattooed for. Yeah. Like, how many wives ago was that? That was like uh, a yeah. year and a half ago. I mean, he's got, he's got tons he, of bastards. He, he, he does. Oh, what would be the name of the hunter bastards? What would be like so, the, so like, like the sand snakes? The sand, yeah. sand snakes. Well, like okay, so like the, the rock snakes. The, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The rock snakes. I mean, he's got tons of bastards. There's. The most well-known one is the one in Arkansas that yes. like Biden finally claimed. Yes. <laughs> he finally recognized her. He yeah. recognized her claim. Yeah. And he, I mean, there's the famous uh, thing in the book where uh, Oberyn gives, I guess he would give the Arkansas daughter the choice between the crack pipe and, um, I don't know, the legal degree. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two paths of the Biden family. No, you don't understand my words. You must choose. <laughs> And, now, and it was very good of, of Biden to to uh, ennoble her and recognize her because uh, before that, uh, her last name was uh, Hayseed, <laughs> which is what they call bastards in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, he would he would be mostly overpowering uh, Baron with speed and like the Literally. tip of his sword is coated with like just free base. Right? Yeah. Like, free- <laughs> 110% <pure>. <laughs> instant <laughs> heart exploder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait to see that on pay-per-view. We'll get that before we get fucking Elon oh my fucking God. Zuckerberg. Uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Elon, Elon the, the, it, the king I, of cap. Elon immediately got injured when he was like lifting oh, 45 pound weights today. I, I, lo- I love his training strategy where he says, <laughs> okay, so I don't have time to like train for a fight, which is like 
presumably you were very busy and then were like, oh, I'm also going to run Twitter and go to the office every day. Yeah. Uh, like you were able to add that to your schedule. But his trading strategy was just to walk around like lifting 45 pound weights whenever it suited I mean, is, him. Is it most training for any fight? Just cardio? Cardio is the most important thing. It's cardio and also you got to have you got to have gas in your tank well, and, yeah, like, uh, and, and, and drilling even, technique. Yeah. And he was even saying that he was like, well, I have this. I have size, but uh, I, I don't have endurance. I have to work on that. And he's worked on it by just carrying a big, heavy thing around. Yeah. Like people. Some people have said like Elon's size would invalidate uh, Zuckerberg's training. And it's like. At some points that can be true. Like, of course, weight classes exist for a reason. But when it's a guy who's completely untrained versus someone who trains a lot, everyone should look up Roger Huerta versus football player. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Huerta was he was a UFC lightweight fighter. He look lightweight is the deepest division in MMA. He made it to the UFC, which is really hard to do, but no one will ever say he was a championship caliber fighter. No disrespect to him, but it's just the truth. He was a very courageous and you know good fighter at his time, but he fought this football player. Roger Huerta is like 5'7". This football player was like 6'4", and he saw him hit this girl in a parking lot, and Huerta just one-shotted him. <laughs> I'm not saying Zuckerberg's as good as Huerta, but Elon Musk is not a D Division One football player either, is he? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely give it to Zuck for sure. Yeah, I. It's so unfortunate. I, God, we're gonna get fucking Newsom debating. Oh God, Santos! Before we get oh. two men who will never be president <laughs> yeah. who want to go to President Fantasy Camp for a day. Yeah, because the one-on-one -on -one debate is the thing you really only get if you're president. Yeah, and they know they they need to know they're never gonna be fucking president at this point, and then they just want to get it out of their systems. Pathetic. I'll still watch it though. It it. <laughs> God, Newsom is he is the president in an Ubisoft game <laughs> he's a fucking downloadable content pay to win president he's like it is more likely that he becomes the viceroy of a separated California Republic yes. than yes. he ever becomes I've always president. said that it's like if I would respect Newsom immensely if he was planning to be like governor for life of a, the sovereign state of California and not to be president of the United States. That's just not viable. But he absolutely could become God emperor of this state, which is that puts you in the top worldwide rankings of despots. You yeah. should be happy it with that. Fifth largest economy yeah. in the world, California. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so much he could fucking do, but it's like he's just an old mentality. Yeah, he doesn't like. exactly he doesn't have the vision. He's stuck in the old ways. Loser. Well, that is a perfect segue because I would like now to talk about a political figure who has the beam. Is just the pink. He has been he has been hit <laughs> with the pink light from the Vallis satellite. I gotta say, I can't say with a gun to my head that Eric Adams might not be president someday. <laughs> Honest, honestly, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the normal amount of off-putting. Gavin Newsom never going to be fucking president. Can't do it but more off-putting than that, <laughs> yeah. it, like, brings you over to the other side where you're relatable. You bend light. Yeah. You I bend mean, the, the bullet like it wanted. I mean, like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he is bending bullets and the truth quite quite frequently. But, like, okay, so I, I said at the beginning of the episode that, like, thanks to Ron DeSantis and Eric Adams, we've had good material to talk about. 
This latest New Yorker profile of Eric Adams is a magnum opus. This is a masterpiece in like a political profile. I swear to you, reading this article, reading this article, and there's so much stuff in it. I'm gonna like I, I've highlighted the best parts, but like I really get that, like Eric Adams think like he is or thinks he is a messiah figure. Yeah, he has been anointed by God <laughs> to like create a new man out of vegan dieting and dubious anecdotes about your childhood and past. <laughs> so let's dive into this. The, the article is called Eric Adams Administration of Bluster by Ian Parker for The New Yorker. It begins like this. Mayor Eric Adams' exuberant self-regard stops just short of biceps kissing. He has talked in public about the warmth of his own smile, describing Healthy at Last, a book that he published in 2020 about his disciplined response to a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Adams told the podcast host, every time I read it, I find another nugget and say, wow, this is a good point that I made. <laughs> <laughs> Adams, Adams once told an audience, I get out of the shower sometimes and I say, damn, he has said that he is the face of a new Democratic Party. <laughs> On a recent study, <laughs> he, okay, so he, wrote, he wrote a book called, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, uh, Healthy at Last. He wrote that book in 2020 and he says he's, he's still reading it. He's still he's, reading his own book and discovering new insights. On a recent Sunday evening, Adams, who was 62 and was born in Brooklyn, although he has sometimes said he was born elsewhere, was in a restaurant on the Upper West Side. His shirt was white and uncreased and he wore a stud earring an adornment that he adopted while running for mayor. He removes the stud ahead of events likely to have a more serious tenor as if lowering the flag to half-mast. <laughs> Adams ordered French fries and unprompted said, this is going to be one of the most fascinating mayoralties in history. He later added, anyone who believes there's not a God, they need to watch my journey. <laughs> Don't believe me. Just don't believe don't me. Just watch. watch is the official slogan yep, of yep, New York City. Yep. And and actually, Eric Adams, uptown funk. One of the only things he has actually done as mayor is revamp the iconic "I Heart New York" uh, like tourism oh, right. slogan. They changed the font. He changed. Like, he changed. It's dog shit. I think it should be in New York. Don't believe me. Just watch. Brought to yeah. you by Eric Adams. He's also the only mayor in history that I know of who comes who has his own theme song. Yeah. That's the, right. Yeah. He plays the Where Streets Are Made Of song hey, yep. every time he gets on stage. Yeah. Well, there's actually a, a little more about his hype music here, but it says, uh, Adams is well into his second year in office, but his mayoralty still has a victory night air. He often repeats a phrase that makes a parable of his electoral success by linking it to stories about his troubled teenage years, which became central to his campaign. Dyslexic, arrested, rejected, now I'm elected. <laughs> Adams likes to ask, when does the hard part start? although there are members of his staff who wish that he wouldn't. He has said that if God had found the Eric Adams story less compelling, he could have made me the mayor of Topeka. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Topeka. I, I, that is another thing I love about him. He's constantly just shitting on flyover states. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. Uh, yet Adams still seems unusual in a democratic setting for the extent to which he treats his own self, both his physical presence and his biography as related in a few truncated scenes, like a civic asset and a form of government in the late eighties. When Adams was in the New York city transit police, he could bring home a little, he could bring a little order to a beery Coney Island subway car just by stepping onto it. His mayoralty attempts to reenact this stance to borrow from the Jada kiss song that played as Adams approached his hotel ballroom stage on election night. He runs the Champ is Here administration. So Jada is uh, Jada and uh, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Skipping ahead a little bit, it says, but his overriding instinct is to find ways to be visible. 
Adam's diary of official events seems far fuller than those of his predecessors, Bill de Blasio and Michael Bloomberg. They might have been glad to skip, say, a Croatian flag raising or a mayoral forum on drones. New York is now led by someone who takes deep pleasure in the pleasure people take in seeing him. Adams recently told an audience of his visits to an outreach center for the unhoused people. If you can see their faces when they walk down the line and they're given food and they say they see their mayor, Adams has dismissed less responsive constituents as naysayers, haters, and little people. So he just like goes to a soup kitchen. Did you just see just see homeless people light up when their mayor gives them a bowl of soup? My favorite Eric Adams thing is that no matter the event, no matter what it's about, he always brings it back to his personal mythos. I'm going to read yeah. you something that Eric Adams said, uh, and I want you to guess what what a, a appreciation day this was for. Like who 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 was being honored this day? Eric, you were dyslexic. It didn't matter. You made mistakes and were arrested. You were rejected. Eric, you stay focused. You can be elected to be the mayor of the city of New York. That is what your children are seeing. Your children are seeing that. Don't think they don't notice that. Don't think that they don't recognize the diligence you are doing. Okay, okay who was that? Was that his birthday? What do you think that was? A commemoration of the D-Day landing. Close. Transcript. Mayor Adams hosts food and culinary staff appreciation reception. <laughs> uh, there's so many good details here. Uh, it says Adams also has a personal schedule which includes cigar bar time with his son, Jordan Coleman, and late nights at Zero Bond, a members club in NoHo. He loves that place. I love how much he hangs out with his son. That is a huge... His son is so involved in everything. Um, Did you guys... You guys are familiar with the uh, recent events in New York, the Kai Sinat giveaway? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, Kai Sinat is probably the biggest uh, streamer in the world right now. He's an incredibly popular, he's like uh, 21 or something. Super, super talented broadcaster. Unfortunately, he had a giveaway in New York City where he was saying he was giving away PS5s. It was not that well organized. Thankfully, no one died, but it was just, you know. Yeah, Union Square turned into a fucking riot. Yeah, and Eric Adams, his first response to this was, I called my son, his like 30 year old son and said, were you there? And he said, no. And it's like, I, no disrespect to Kai Sinat. He, I, he's been charged. I really hope he doesn't get in actual trouble for this. But if you were 30 and you went to the Kai Sinat giveaway and went crazy, you are a lunatic. <laughs> Fun, that's even possible. Yeah, you're, the, you're, that, the, you're the son. You're the 30 year old son of the mayor of New York, and you're like an opportunity for a free PlayStation. I'm fucking yeah, jumping on that. Yeah, it's like if you're the Eric Adams' son, you could get a free PlayStation from like anyone. Yeah. Like it's like you just it, take one out of GameStop. Nobody's calling anybody. Yeah. Oh um, my. But it, like though, he framed it in such a way where it's like. Wait, he was there. <laughs> and Eric was probably there too. He might have been there. He might like elbow and 12 year olds. I got to say, it is something that, that there are people who can be that, have that much success at the streaming level. And I only hear about them when people are killed in their presence. <laughs> like, I, I will never hear about them if they are just doing their thing. It will never occur to me. He, thankfully, no one was killed. Um, but uh, no, he's, Kaisenet is, 
incredibly fucking famous. That's wild. But, it, it, but culture is so yeah, there's no monoculture anymore. The monoculture is over. By, we were the last ones to ever experience yeah. it, really. Yeah. And that's that's like all of this shit is us trying to make sense of the the future shock of the, I just turned decaying, ninety years old. A decaying <laughs> monoculture. Um uh when okay, when we'd met for dinner a few weeks earlier, Adams had agreed that he could be thought of as someone trying to embody New York. As one of his advisors <laughs> told me, to him, he is the city because he's running the city. To sustain this ambition, Adams follows a self-care regimen. So he's Hobbes' Leviathan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am the state. Uh, to sustain this ambition, Adams follows a self-care regimen that includes meditation, a diet rich in plants, naps in the car, and the kind of breathing exercises that he has ordered city schools to teach and that he encourages staffers to emulate. Rachel Atchison, a close advisor, told me without complaint that under Adams' influence, she now sleeps with her mouth taped shut in order to force myself to breeze through my nose. Her dreams, she said, have become more vivid. <laughs> no shit. I would be having a nightmare if I thought if I was like sleeping in the way I'm like I'm being human trafficked or kidnapped <laughs> in the back of a van or something. My mouth is duct taped shut while I'm trying to sleep. It just <laughs> occurred to me. Eric Adams is the American Lee Kuan Yew. <laughs> yes. Like, what would it look like if you transmorphed Lee Kuan Yew's ideas to be American? Right. Yes. This. Yep. Wellness, uh, c mandatory veganism, all this. Uh, Adams Crystals up your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adams defends his lifestyle enthusiasm, but isn't always earnest about them. When I sounded skeptical of Wim Hof, a Dutch ice bath evangelist, whose, oh, program, Adam, whose program Adams has started to follow, he laughed saying, you're going to call my idol a lunatic? For people who don't know, Wim Hof is... Joe Rogan's program has went through many phases. It's currently <laughs> in the worst phase it's ever been in, where the only guests are either Republican commentators or guys from far-flung countries who claim they've invented a new way to breathe or drink water. <laughs> Wim Hof is a breathing guru. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Eric Adams is into that. So he's just got like 15 different Rasputins hovering around him. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like fucking planets, uh, moons around Jupiter. Just a bunch of uh, uh, snake oil salesmen and uh, maniacs and cult leaders all just vying for his attention. Yeah. Um, if you are a city official and when Eric announces his plans to seclude himself and to try different mercury concoctions to attain immortality, <laughs> do not say it's nonsense. Yeah. You will be tortured to death by the NYPD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell him, good idea, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Eric Adams emerges from Gracie Manor with a rebus. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, little uh, tidbit here. Um, Adams, who around this time drove a BMW convertible and wore a thin strip of mustache, informed his, uh, this is when he was like a city councilman. Uh, or a state senator in Brooklyn, I forget which one, but it says, um, Adams, uh, he wore a thin strip of a mustache, informed his audience that as a public official, he met some of the most intelligent, attractive ladies in the city. He added, and I'm not going to take you anywhere if you've got a tattoo on your neck with two cherries saying, lick me, it ain't happening. <laughs> Class. <laughs> uh, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Between between 2018 and 2021, uh, this, this talks about how like okay like his sort of like his advisors their aha moment that they were like this guy could be mayor is when he was at a Brooklyn church and became vulnerable and told a personal story about how when he was a cop he would eat McDonald's hamburgers all the time and then he was like wow that was bad that was a bad idea and they were like Eric this is it 
this is your thing. This is <laughs> people can oh relate. Oh my yeah. god, he is. We were talking about alchemy and rebuses and alphas and omegas. He is. He has the characteristics of Trump, but he's the complete negative image of mm-hmm. this. They're, do they have the same off-puttingness and work on the same off-putting scale? He's the only thing that can counteract Trump. He has, yeah. he has rejected McDonald's, though. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's but he, the way he rejects McDonald's is as off-putting, <laughs> but as relatable <laughs> yes. as Trump's. Yes. Okay. So it says between 2018 and 2021, Adams appeared on dozens of podcasts with names such as Plant Strong and Spiritual Shit. <laughs> And talked primarily about his response to diabetes. He sometimes recorded three or four episodes a day. He attested to the power of turmeric, the importance of doing one's own medical research. And the grim contents of his fridge at the start of 2016. It was all processed, he once said. It was heavy with sugar, heavy with fat, heavy with processed oil. And I just threw it all out. He frequently allowed himself to be introduced as a vegan and once or twice said that he was one. Adams proposed as mayor... He'd bring food issues into every classroom. How many apples does it take to make a salad? That is math, he said. Ordered for geography. Where does bananas come from? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a a way to make sense of things. Food-based. Make it relatable. I guess you could um, introduce health foods to the infamous Lex Luthor pie equation. (laughs) On the health podcasts, Adams was never coy about his political ambitions, but he also seemed to be claiming a place among inspirational speakers to be a guru in training. In one conversation, Adams enthused about the way that, thanks to TED Talks, YouTube, and podcasts, an accumulation of believers are now at a centralized spot out there in this place we call cyber. (laughs) He went on, we're going to start to see believers start to come together and build these communities and these colonies. That excites me that I can go out and find other believers. And I believe our energy, our vibration will start to deal with some of the major issues that have held us back. If Adams was talking primarily, primarily about dietary views, not embraced by the medical mainstream, he was also open to a broader agenda of woo woo thinking. He once declared a firm belief in reincarnation and described previous life as an ancient Sumerian. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I always said reincarnation is a more a lot, rational a lot, yeah. uh, afterlife concept than uh, Western heaven bullshit. A lot of people say that Eric Adams is afterlife did not was not the one to invent cuneiform, but he was the guy who sold all that shitty copper. <laughs> 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 Fucking Al Nazir. I like the idea of Eric Adams being like um, one of the minor officials uh, uh, during the Babylonian captivity. (laughs) (laughs) This is a swag captivity. (laughs) I will never get over this, by the way. We've talked before about how they asked him his favorite concert, and he said it was uh, a uh, Curtis Mayfield concert where he was paralyzed by a falling amp. But that isn't the thing. That's like an okay Eric Adams story. What makes it amazing and inscrutable and baffling is that th- that did happen and he was there, but uh, Mayfield hadn't even started playing yet when it happened. And he called it his favorite concert. Maybe So he- the only thing he was a fan of was seeing Curtis Mayfield paralyzed. <laughs> well, Curtis Mayfield lionized the pusher man. You may more thick and thin. I'm your pusher man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, This is a really good one. A few weeks ago, I heard Adams speak at the Bethel Gospel Assembly in Harlem. 
Adams, who has claimed a history of fighting in boxing matches, told the congregation, I was so good in the gym, but I'd get knocked out in the ring. In the spring of 2021, Adams made a campaign stop at Gleason's, the Brooklyn's boxing gym. As Adams' hands were being wrapped ahead of a photo op, he was asked, have you ever boxed before? No, Adams replied, <laughs> adding, that, adding that he'd sometimes punched a bag at the gym. Uh, um, okay, this is a good one. Uh, last summer during a speech at a Dominican flag-raising ceremony in Bowling Green Park, Adams ebulliently noted, I may have been born in Alabama, but I'm Dominican, baby. Like, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? That's that's a Biden magic. Yeah, Biden yeah, 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 yeah. Like, ah, call me Bidenopolis. I'm Greek. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Opa, I'm going to smash a fucking plate. I mean, saying I'm Dominican, baby. It's like, whatever. It's a, it's probably, you know, Dominican day or something like that. It was There's a Dominican a of, flag. A lot of Dominicans in New York ways. City. But saying I may have been born in Alabama. <laughs> like, why? Like, why live? Like, what, where, like, where does that come from? <laughs> it's the kernel AI at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> <laughs> Because I heard Adams repeat the line six months later at an event hosted by New York Congressman Adriano Espiat. Adams' mother was born in Alabama, but Adams was not. He was born in a Park Slope hospital. Uh, Adams has said that when he was uh, uh, Adams has said that when he was six or seven, his father took him to Harlem on Saturdays to hear a man giving fiery speeches. Only years later did he realize the speaker was Malcolm X. In the first few years of Adams' life, Malcolm X did make occasional high-profile speeches in Harlem, but he was not making regular Saturday appearances. When he was assassinated in February of 1965, Adams was four. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's mastered the same thing Trump has, which is if you just say shit all the time, you can't be keeping yeah. track of it. So no one you could... You, the risk of any specific thing you say fucking you over goes to zero, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing can be held on to. So you get to say, and the strategy should be, you say whatever you want. But you, you just, but, but whatever you, you want. But, like, but here's the crucial thing. You can't be too consistent. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. wouldn't be, yeah. though. If yeah. you're just saying what's ever on the top of your head, you're going to, if yeah, you're a guy like this, you're going to be bullshitting. You're going to be making stuff up. Just... Stream of consciousness. The worst thing you can do if you're going to lie is to lie about the same things consistently. Exactly. The best thing you can do is to constantly contradict yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you like it's you don't know what's a lie and what isn't. It's asymmetrical informational warfare. It's like, yes. It's like a Nixon's yes. madman strategy. Yeah. And yes. it's undefeatable. You cannot beat it. Eric Adams is the perfect guy for this age because it's not like... Joe Biden, it's disinformation by restriction, yeah. censorship, mm -hmm. cutting off the pipeline. Yep. Eric Adams understands the information age we live in. He watched that common commercial probably 500 times. <laughs> he understands. He, he actually thought he was in the common yeah. commercial. Yeah. He was like, I was common <laughs> in that commercial. Yeah. There used to be a guy who would show us how to use Windows 7 when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, he, he understands that, no, all is done by deluge now. Yes. Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons a, of Liberty. He's a genius. He is the and, son of and Liberty. And the key thing that that does is the deluge is uh, it's relatable. Yeah. It creates a character that people can like. They Some of them hate and are find off-putting, but huge other huge percentages of people are going to find relatable and magnetic. Same thing with Trump. And like Biden, he because they will cut off and they won't let him be Biden because they're afraid of what he'll say. You just, he just becomes this remote uh, phony that you can't wait to shoot him in the head with like, the fucking yeah, rifle you have like, in like your, when uh, Adams found his, his sweet spot room. telling stories about his diabetes and stuff Biden's like was most successful with, off the cuff talking about corn pop and shit I like that I remember we made fun of corn pop we made fun, I thought that, that was, was so stupid, stupid of yeah. us he killed it what did okay 
be like water. Yeah. There is stagnation versus flowing water. Yes, the way of water. Flowing water. The only the only thing that can fight against Kagade, rot. <laughs> and flowing water in the American sense is the circumstances of your birth, your diet, everything your that was like what your childhood was like, who you are, everything that happened in your life, it is in a constant state of flow. Yep. That because the thing that you are op- the premise you're operating on is that everything that is happening is not, is happening because of your will. You are you are in charge. The world is made up of your desires, and that is a form of insanity. But those sort of things are sanded down by encounters with reality. And for a couple select people, God kissed people. Their fantasy never contacts reality, and so they get to go through life with a really good reason to believe that they have made everything happen. Like, like when Eric Adams should believe that he yeah. has magical powers. Yes. And He's uh, mayor of New York. The lowest, the lowest of existence. I will kill myself. I will kill myself by saying I'm going to kill Biden or whatever, right? The highest form, enlightenment, as the Buddhists understand it, there is no self to kill. Yeah. There is no self to kill. I was born in Alabama. I was born in Park Slope. Yep. I heard Malcolm X speak. I'm a <laughs> boxing champion. I got knocked out. I've never boxed. Yes. I've never touched yes. a bag. Yes. There's no self to yes. kill. Uh, Precisely because uh, anything that happens can be anything. Uh, there's no there's no uh, ri- friction because there's a total uh, liquidity in, uh, of, of narrative. You're making I, the narrative new every moment something happens. To well, here, yes. here are some more narrative uh, additions from Liquid Snake here. <laughs> As Adams tells it, his adolescent years were marked by extreme highs and lows. He has often said that by the age of 12, he had an important role in New York's network of illegal gambling. Earlier, earlier this year, he declared, I was one of the top illegal runners, numbers runners in the city. <laughs> I was, that is even better than when Trump said he was the top baseball prospect yes. in New York. I was Bumpy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he just saw the movie uh, Hoodlum. Yeah. I, I had to fight Tim Roth. It was tough. <laughs> Shout out Bill Duke. Um, he has also said that when he was a teen, he worked for tips as a squeegee guy washing windshields at intersections, but couldn't afford a squeegee. Horatio <laughs> Alger. This is great. Uh, Adams once said to an interviewer, when I played football for Bayside High School, we used to win championships all the time. He told me that he never played football for Bayside. <laughs> all right, this next one is my favorite. This is my favorite bit in the entire article. In a speech given at Columbia University earlier this year, Adams repeated the frequently cited but famously untrue notion that if you put a frog in cold water and then heat the water slowly, the frog will allow itself to be boiled to death. Adams added this gloss. He'd done the experiment himself in school. If you think about it, it was a terrible experiment, he said. (laughs) (laughs) He clicked. So in his mind... He was the one who discovered this thing when he boiled the frog. So in his mind, he, he... Mix the concept of dissecting a frog in school with the 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 story about yeah. boiling the the frog yeah. in the pot and like well yeah we proved that in the lab in heist that's a, amazing yeah you're just you're 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 weaving a, a beautiful uh, rug you, the, the a gorgeous ottoman and it's being we a, a loom of fate is is with every moment crafting it I'm just imagining my biology it. teacher Joseph Mangala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're dissecting frogs when they were alive. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, 
just saying something about like uh like the city budget and be like you know oh if we could pass this law we'd be killing two birds with one stone something i've done by the way <laughs> it, it's it's quite it's quite terrible but effective if you can pull it off god i'm just imagining now a classroom of little kids trying to cook frogs and the pots of them just ha- hopping out everywhere like it's et but the eric adams they realized he was the reincarnation of Buddha because his frog stayed in the pot. It just, <laughs> it just looked at him yeah. and just stoically boiled. Uh, and then he used the skin of the frog as a squeegee <laughs> and then turned it over and used it to record his numbers, his, his, his winners in the numbers racket. I asked Adams if there was perhaps a longer period starting before 2016 where he was aware of his disease and not eating Big Macs. As Adams writes in Healthy at Last, his mother was diabetic and Tracy Collins, his partner, was pre-diabetic. As borough president, Adams had promoted National Diabetes Month. As I mentioned to Adams, I'd seen videos of him from well before 2016 in which he'd spoken very highly of kale. Adams had had me repeat the question, then firmly said no. Until 2016, he considered pastrami a health food. I never ate kale until I was diagnosed with diabetes, he said. I didn't even know what kale was. Meet the Regulars, a, a book of interviews done in Brooklyn bars and restaurants, included a 2015 lunch with Adams at a uh, Petro Saints. It's, it's, this is like a, a Eric Adams friend and uh, supporter restaurant. Adams compared Brooklyn's recent cultural flowering to an overweight but gorgeous woman he dated in college. For lunch, he ordered lamb and a salad of his own invention, which included kale and no dressing. That year, Adams said at a public event that he started his mornings with a smoothie made of green vegetables, including kale. In 2014, Adams had hosted a Cut the Salt event outside Brooklyn Borough Hall in which he described using a Nutribullet to make smoothies. This is how I start my morning. I put kale in the Nutribullet, he said. He added, health is better than wealth. So that's in 2014. So he's just, he's just he's like, nope, never knew what kale was. Don't know. Don't know what kale is. Don't know what we're <laughs> talking about. Why would, you, why would you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? <laughs> It's like, no, no, if, if I ever had kale before then, then it's not enough of like a dramatic and miraculous transformation. It's not enough of a bolt from the blue. It's not enough of God's will. If I knew what kale was before this moment happened, before I had the, I couldn't have known about Jesus before I was on the road to Damascus. I you see if it was like Marco Rubio and it was something like that, it'd be like, yeah, no, he thinks it's like more dramatic if he recently discovered it and it makes him more relatable. But with Eric Adams, it's like, no, he is destroying all context and identity. <laughs> He's doing something that's totally different. He has to, yeah, self-consciously abolish all reality by denying it. Yeah. He nothing is, is true. Nothing Everything is, true. is permitted. Is permitted Everything is permitted. So he is a high functioning wizard. Like he is yeah. yeah. He is a real alchemist. Like he is the guy who did the Magnum opus. Yes. God damn. Adams proposed as his Trump opposite. Uh, this is the middle of a paragraph. It says, Adams proposed that the day recognize not only women of individual achievement, but also the mothers of such great men as David Dinkins, Thurgood Marshall, and himself. In one of my conversations with Adams, he said of his mother, she adored me. I gave her hell growing up, but it turned out she was very, very proud. She just enjoyed being Eric Adams' mom. <laughs> uh, shout, out, you know, shout out to the moms out there who enjoy being a mom, the mom of great men. Uh, another interesting little just tidbit in this. Uh, he went to high school with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street guy. <laughs> All right, this is this is when he's talking about his youthful gang affiliations with a Queens gang called <laughs> called the Seven Crowns. 
He says, to get street cred, you've got to get some street knowledge. Adams interviewed for a recent documentary about the Supreme Team, to which was linked to at least 20 homicides, was also admiring of the gang's brutal entrepreneurship. Such Such street corner CEOs shouldn't be judged from an intellectual born on third base mindset, he said. Adams can sometimes sound more forgiving of criminals with felonious ambition, go-getters, than those guilty of misdemeanors. Last year, Adams criticized the incoming Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for indicating his office wouldn't prosecute turnstile jumpers. Eric has told the story of, he says he was like, uh, he said his brother talks about like the time he was arrested. And Eric has told the story of his arrest in different ways, but he consistently describes a crime of restitution, almost of righteousness. A woman who danced at a local strip club owed Eric and Conrad money for some errands they'd run for her. The brothers maybe took a money order and a TV from her apartment. Bernie supposes, Bernie is Eric's brother, supposes that this was Eric's plan, not Conrad's. The brothers were apprehended and taken to the 103rd Precinct in Jamaica. Decades later, Bernie learned that when Eric and Conrad were in custody, officers kicked them both repeatedly in the groin. Mm -hmm. Bernie told me he was a smart mouth, and I can see him saying something smart, and then, okay, take him downstairs. In 1999, Adams talked about this incident in an unpublished interview with the journalist Juan Williams. Adams recalled that a black officer had interrupted the abuse by his white colleagues. This black guy was able to go among these white guys and stop this. He got juice. J-U-I-C-E, as the kids would say. Williams, recounting this conversation in a 2021 article for The Atlantic, wrote, Eric was drawn to power. He thought cops had great hustle. (laughs) When they're standing there (laughs) in a flock playing Pokemon Go on a fucking train platform. I, um... Do you remember the um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's role on The Shield? As oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh. Eric Adams would actually have taken down Strike Team. Yeah. He's, He's pissing big, on you. He's pissing he, on all of us. He would destroy Vic Mackey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Vic, uh, Vic would have no idea what to do. Yeah. Like, how could you uh, anticipate? Yeah. Vic would be like, your, your wife's pussy tastes like sweet butter. And Eric would be like, I've never had butter. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then 18 sticks of Kerrygold fall out of the suitcase that he's holding. And, and Vic just turns himself in. Like, yeah. I can't. I, can't I, I killed a federal agent. <laughs> I fucked this. I can't do it anymore. Uh, Adams was quoted as saying, Giuliani deserves tremendous credit for the falling crime rate. What Giuliani has done, despite serious critics who said it couldn't be done, but he had the will to do it. So it was done. That April, for example, Yang held. Sorry, this is skipping ahead. That April, for example, Yang held an event announcing that if elected, he would crack down on the corrupt use of parking placards by city employees. This is when Andrew Yang ran yes. for mayor of New York. Remember that? That was hilarious. Yeah, he did great. Uh, including, including cops. This topic could be thought of as an Adam's vulnerability. His support for broken windows policings had carved out an exception for the everyday corruption of government officials. When a non-notice Twitter user had objected to police vehicles blocking Brooklyn turning lanes, Adams compared this person to a Klan member. <laughs> In response to Yang's remark, the Adams campaign released a statement. Violent crime is skyrocketing in New York. People are dying. Five-year-old and 12-year-old children are being shot in our streets. And Andrew Yang is focused on double parking. This is why he's mayor and Andrew Yang isn't. Yep. Yeah. You got to just move it around. You got to keep <laughs> okay. it moving. You got to be okay. ducking and weaving. Here's, baby. here's another one. Uh, reporting during the campaign had also revealed that Adams hadn't paid tax on the rental income derived from his house in Bed-Stuy. Adams later explained that his property paperwork was in a muddle because his accountant was homeless. I know we've talked about that before, but that was really good. Hobo accountant. Still (laughs) still want to see that USA show. He comes into the court uh, with a bindle, 
He opens it up on the table and gets all the papers out. On February 26th, I went to an afternoon event at Gracie Mansion where in a ballroom with no other reporters present, <laughs> Adam spoke to 60 teenagers enrolled in Jack and Jill of America, the African-American leadership organization. He was asked about the good and bad of being mayor. The best, he said, was holding an event like this one. The worst, he explained to laughter, was so many haters, man. Unbelievable <laughs> level of hatred because I don't fit the model. Bald-headed, earring-wearing black man, he added. Don't get mad at me That's because... That's kind I of a <laughs> classic look, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan at all. I mean, yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, it's like when I think about things that don't fit the model with Eric Adams, it's not like his physical appearance. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> no, bog yeah. standard. It's everything about you except your physical appearance yeah. it's your concept of reality time space <laughs> events it's great to be raising the serbian flag here new york serbian community on serbian day here and i just want to say to y'all i have the elden ring <laughs> it's in my house i got it i'm not wearing it right now but you know, I, I don't say this, i don't say this to many people but me and america are the same person <laughs> Mayor, I, people people used to ask Eric, you can't be you can't be Elden Lord. You're a mere champion of the Golden Order. You have red hair like the giants of, uh, on the mountaintops who 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 tend to the fell flame. Why would Merica leave Godfrey, the first Elden Lord, and marry you? It's because I have a secret. I am Merica. <laughs> And that's why the twin prodigies, Mikkel and Melania, are cursed with both scarlet rot and eternal childhood. When I was born, when I was born in Liernia, and I may be, I may be Liernian, and I was married, I was married to Queen Ronaldo of the full moon. The first time I got married was to Merica. I've never been married. I may be from Stormvale, but I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> He is uh, perfect for like from South Miyazaki games because of all the weird like doubling and overlapping yeah. and kind of contradictory like <laughs> mythology. Like there, there could be weeks of lore videos made about Eric Adams <laughs> by like the FromSoft lore community. Yeah. This is um, he added. Don't get mad at me because I became the mayor. You go raise that twenty-two million. You go knock on thirty-five thousand doors. You deal with all the haters yelling at you and calling you names. But no one wants to do that. I always say. Let your haters be your waiters. We talked about this <laughs> book's an episode you weren't on, but he yeah. says like he said, all my haters become my waiters at the table of success, which is just about God, what a cool thing. It's an amazing <laughs> image. I love the concept of the table of success. It's like it's like the card table where the presidents or dogs are playing <laughs> poker yeah. at, or Tony Soprano and the Godfather. And what are the waiters bringing you? <laughs> I don't know, your food? Kale, <laughs> kale? <laughs> the kale of accolades. <laughs> It is. It's it's grind sut Valhalla is the table of success. It's the meat hall of the gods. I guess that's it. His Valhalla is like it's like a dinner with Jay Z that never ends. Yeah. Well, that was what the Vikings had. The fucking Asgard. You're just yeah. hanging out drinking from a big old stein of kombucha, whatever the fuck he enjoys. Uh, two days later, he he appeared at an interfaith breakfast at the main branch of the New York Public Library. Ingrid Lewis Martin, the mayor's chief advisor, who is also a Christian chaplain, introduced him as one of the chosen, <laughs> adding, one hears about the importance of separating church from state. But we have an administration that doesn't believe in that. <laughs> well, I will. I, I will. <laughs> yeah, I will. First of all, say that any breakfast Eric Adams goes to is an interfaith breakfast. <laughs> He's got all of them. He is all religions. <laughs> you know, Ingrid was so right, Adams said moments later. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body. Church is the heart. 
You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. That's a terrible experiment to do. Too. Yeah, <laughs> we did that. <laughs> I, did. I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. When I walk, I walk with God. When I talk, I talk with God. When I put policies in place, I put them in with a godlike approach to them. That's who I am. God. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. He he is a Roman style uh, living God emperor. That oh, is God. his. That's his conception of himself. All right. He's also Elohim. Yeah. He's like, like, like from now on, I'm only addressing New Yorkers as a burning bush. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next one is so good. Okay, Adam's remarks were indeed controversial. In subsequent interviews, he leaned in. I am God. (laughs) (laughs) Stirs a a few things around town. It's a bit controversial. It's a traditional religious belief. (laughs) Uh, He leaned into the subject. Some people, they see me go to mass and they get upset. (laughs) I'm outside mass shaking my fist at Eric Adams going, all I can say is get over it. He said that it was time to pray. He claimed that he'd been criticized in the past for expressing a strong belief in faith. In fact, in previous years, (laughs) he'd missed... In fact, in previous years, he'd missed countless opportunities to discuss faith. Indeed, when the host of the podcast... Faith Grind Inspire had asked him one of their usual questions out of Faith Grind Inspire, which word resonates with you? He replied, Grind, man. Grind. <laughs> faith Grind Expire. Expi- faith Love Charity? No, thank you. <laughs> faith Get grind. that shit out of here. Oh, grind, man. Grind, man. It's grind. It's always grind. Adams now used uh, faith as an instrument of political dominance, a way to make haters waiters. He'd hinted at the strategy the previous spring at an event with religious leaders where he'd welcome collaborations with them. There will be those who will critique us, Adams told the room, smiling. Let's be clear. Lions don't lose sleep over the opinion of the sheep. There There was There was laughter and applause. It was a remarkable moment. At a meeting of religious shepherds, the mayor had rallied the room to a fuck the sheep message. (laughs) His comments weren't just unchristian. They were Nietzschean. As Adams once said, giving advice about self-presentation, everything about you must say power. (laughs) He is, in fact. Yes. He is. He is the Ubermensch. He is the Ubermensch. Ubermensch. That's the only thing we, yep. Now he's Tywin Lannister. Yep. (laughs) It's like the first line Tywin Lannister says. Yep. Yep. Because yeah, yeah. It's like, if, if if people think that they can take New Yorkers and we won't respond, then we are not a serious city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is what we are in the post-political era, right? Yeah. Like we have the form of democracy, but the the actual ability to vote for policy, which is the underlying premise of democracy, is gone. We all understand that. So, but politics is still happening. This zombie form of it. So the only thing left is to fight over which man god that we are going to follow. <laughs> Do you know how much kale the mines in Adamsport produced? <laughs> Zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> we, we have 800,000 pounds of kale that we can play, pay the Iron Bank of Bravos. <laughs> uh, Adams has sometimes said that the achievements of, admi- of his administration will eventually be memorialized in the Museum of the City of New York. I asked him what this exhibition would contain, and he first mentioned his enhancement of an existing program to help young people in foster care. The cost of this is $10 million in a city budget that exceeds $100 billion. (laughs) He then cited a pilot program widely praised to screen for dyslexia in city schools. Yeah, that's right up there with Fiorello LaGuardia. (laughs) Yeah, wow. It's a vision. A New York mayor can only do so much. Michael Bloomberg published a congestion... uh, published a congestion pricing proposal in 2007, a similar scheme may finally be executed next year. 
But Adams often gives the impression of finding the political present less compelling than the myths, the myths of his past and the glories of his future recognition. Yeah, why would you want to be in the present? Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> he told me, I think that the museum is going to show the uniqueness of a mayor who was not make-believe. He was authentic. He was a blue-collar mayor. He's giving orders to the uh, museum curators in the future that when the Eric Adams wing of the Museum of New York is opened up, it should say, authentic, right over the <laughs> gates or door of it. Uh, he he was authentic. He was this guy was not make believe. He's he he does have a, like I think he has a sincere vision for how he is supposed to improve the city in the long term and how he's he's making it better. I think he really does think he's doing that, but it's not through policy. It is through inspiration. Like he thinks that people are going to witness him being God and then find within themselves their capacity to just act like him. And if everyone in New York acted like the God King, then we would break and fix every problem. It's true. All right. Here, here's the end of the article. This is the last sentence of the article. <laughs> Adams tells his staff that they should keep journals. This is an amazing moment for them, he said. This is going to be one of those great moments in American history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please be my president. Uh, please yeah. please be president, Eric it's, Adams. It has to happen. Eric Adams, 2028, there is no self to kill. Yep. <laughs> the, the self only exists stably in the form of the haters as the shadow self. Yes. That you yes. define yourself yeah. against. Fuck. Uh, Eric fuck. Adams, 2028, will wield the Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like, will he do the Flame of Frenzy ending on New York City or what? I could see Eric Adams going underneath Gracie Manor and finding the sealed away merchants. <laughs> the hot dog vendors. Yeah, the hot dog vendors who were sealed under New York <laughs> and <laughs> accused by Michael Bloomberg of harboring the Frenzy Flame. <laughs> uh, well, the Golden Order should have been content to see us cast by the wayside. Uh, well, once again, we've done it, boys. Yes. Eric Adams, the death of the self. It's the only hope. It's there there the is no way. present. There's yep. only a mythic future. Yeah. But we have to kill your, you have to kill, not yourself, but just your sense of self. Yes. You have to, the ego must die. Yeah, the ego must die. And also ego. any consistency yeah. about your life story. Oh, oh, okay. Eric Adams, kill yourself and everyone you love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, we're not top of that. Yeah, uh, let's put a pin in it there, yeah. boys. It feels great to be back Absolutely. in the same room, just, spin, yes. just, just spinning, spinning gold, just, weaving gold. Yep, audio gossamer. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, yes. we're gonna be we'll be in Canada next week. Let's choppotrophouse.com slash yes. live. Bye bye. Cheers. Just move on up toward your destination.